Warning, it is the opinion of the Forestry Productions LLC and the Working Perspectives podcast that we should inform you that some of the language used in this recording could possibly be considered offensive. You have been warned, so if you decide to listen to the recording, then don't complain about the language. Hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. I'm coming today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the Heartstopper, Jana Hilo, Oliver Asiran Asiran, and our guest today is the one and the only Elicio Tahan Lungan. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms on YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can have us on Instagram, Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives.gmail.com and please like and subscribe so we can keep this party going. Jalen Dub, how we doing? Bye-bye. Feel spectacular. It looks spectacular. Jana Heartstopper Hilo, how are you? Funny because I'm also spectacular. Yes. Whoa. I mean, what? I thought you would say spooktacular because <laughs> it's Halloween. Uh, no, it's not yet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Oliver, thank you so much for coming back, man. We've missed you. Super excited to have you back on. Thank you for co-hosting this with us. How are you, my man? I am great, brother. And thank you for having me back. Missed you guys. Missed you too, pal. Missed you too. Well, Speaking of missing you, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective by voice in societies. Working perspectives, exploring your day and how you get paid. Launching a new episode every Tuesday. Your day can transform while we the show today we got a big one super excited elicio tahan lungit he's a case manager at a hospital he was born in the philippines he came to the u.s at the age of 10 he relocated to pa in 2004 has a crazy backstory crazy job really excited to get into it so i don't want to waste too much time on b block so alicio thank you so much for being on here super excited to have you on but before we get started i would just like to ask what movie do you think is better the godfather part one or the godfather part two godfather part one yes the original yes that's the correct answer well i didn't know you were a communist alicio but nice to know (laughs) my gosh wow i mean you know it, it is what it is honestly we, it's 50-50 on that. I mean, like, we have to read 50-50 on whether 
somebody's seen it (laughs) and then it's 50 50 on the answer so far if it's a if it's a female it's almost a hundred percent that they have no opinion of it and then but yeah no we honestly i think we should change that question depending on to uh hook or princess bride which movie do you like better (laughs) (laughs) would anyone on earth say hook i don't know you hook does like look hook, the answer, so hook, correct, hook answer is hook princess slams. bride you but... can't pick a better movie than princess bride yeah, how about uh... never ending story princess bride that Ooh. is it right there oliver that is it that's the i did really like never ending story when i was a kid. Never ending princess story. bride is like one of my favorite movies. fucking bastion bastion flying falcor fucking bastion falcor. yeah oh my god oh yeah the fist pump Fucking Judd App, Judd Nelson with the fist pump. I remember sweating out a fever when I was like seven watching that movie and it being like a fucking acid trip. I'll tell you what, it did make books seem a lot cooler than they actually are because books fucking sucked as a kid and that movie made books fucking cool. What was, the, what was the David Bowie movie that was all weird? Back oh, where he steals the baby. Oh, I'm the man, yeah, the labyrinth, the man with yeah. the power. What power? Power of the blah blah blah. That's blah, a good one, too. Yeah, I forget, but Sorry, yeah, no, oh, dude. I remember, uh, shout out pretty Ricky Outland, his sister Katie dressed up as David Bowie from Labyrinth for Halloween one year with crotch bolts. Incredible <laughs> costume, incredible costume. Same year, I was Rosie O'Donnell, flock of seagulls, Rosie O'Donnell with crotch bolts. Oh, god, yeah. <laughs> incredible costume, yeah. I was I was Rosie O'Donnell four years in a row, <laughs> all through the different you know. Did you do national anthem, Rosie? Oh, I do, and I was did a Mets jersey. I, she was and, in? and I did a league of their own, Rosie. A league of their own, me. Rosie. Oh, O'Donnell. I was thinking of Rosie the whole time. No, I was thinking Rosie yeah, O'Donnell. I'm gonna hold another show. I apologize. You're thinking of Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr and Rosie O'Donnell. Two completely different to, people to be fair the costume I, I could have pulled off either not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie really could have pulled off either didn't like the show roseanne did you justin eh. yeah same eh. on the fence you know it's fine kid, I kinda, yeah yeah like i, I watched roseanne it cool. when i like when my mom like made me and i kind of yeah. wanted to bang darlene young darlene that's why roseanne was cool like darlene liked comic books yeah, because you know. what was the other one? The other one was like supposed to be hotter, but I was like, nah. I was like, I know Darlene's Becky. room smells worse. Shout, but... shout out Sarah Chalk. Yeah, Becky Play. who uh, changed. Yeah, she, she played a different Becky. Yeah, she Sarah Chalk was eventually in Scrubs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. After so, Dan cheated on Roseanne, I never watched it again. Wow, Alicio, your thoughts on the show, Roseanne? Uh, I really didn't watch it. Yeah, you're not missing much, pal. <laughs> What about okay? Let's keep it moving then, Alicia. <laughs> when it comes to Cheetos, what do you prefer, crunchy or puffed? Oh, definitely crunchy. There he is. He's back on the team. That's right. Great thing. Nice. Okay. This is the question that this is this is going to decide who you are, Alicia. Agree. Okay. When it comes to wings, are you drums or are you flats? I'm flats. Yeah. Right. It's a gentleman. <laughs> Scholar. Oh, Damn. Uh, you can you can like clean the whole meat off of just one like a sophisticated down. gentleman you can eat a yep. wing like a like a classy person that's not like exactly a, not like a barbarian and a... you wouldn't know class if it's the fourth guy that married your mom all right <laughs> what the hell we've been married fourth twice 
All right. Sorry, Justin. I don't. You know what, Justin? I make fun of your mom too much on this show, and I apologize. That was a lovely woman. Time he's been offended, though. I'm gonna stop. I promise. You know. I mean, it's fine. I mean, it's a good. It's a. You know, it's fun to make fun of people's moms. It's banter. It's just banter. I like don't know. Most of the time, I just like yeah. You know, I don't care enough to argue. Who knows? All right. So then, Alicia, let's keep it moving. Waffles or pancakes? Uh, waffles, because right. you have the syrup in the boxes. Second yeah. person in a row to say that. Yeah, you know. Uh, shout out Bethany Cherney. Love Bethany Cherney. Was on the show today that we I aired today too. with uh, with a shout out to D Siren on the show today. Uh, but we aired Bethany Cherney as the co-host. She was a last minute fill in for Jana Banana. Um, but she sent me something, and it's just waffles are a conduit for syrup, I think is what she said, something along those lines. But she's not wrong, you know? Do you guys ever have blue waffles? A, wa- a waffle is just a more considerate pancake. Uh, is God blue, knows I have. Is the blue waffle a sexual thing? Sure, God damn it. Google that, Matt. Yeah, Google yeah, image Google right blue I'm waffle. On, I'm on my yeah. work computer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. All right. So nice. Okay. So blue waffles for Alicia. Very good. And then <laughs> kidding. And then uh, what about theme parks? Are you amusement park or water park? Uh, amusement park. Wow. Wow. Excellent came back strong. Yeah, really did. And then last question, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Beatles. Yeah. You play video games? Uh, Yeah. Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, great fucking question, Justin. (laughs) Uh, Xbox. Fucking right. Fucking right. That's another, dude, that's a big one. That's almost as big as the wings. You know, (laughs) like you draw a fucking line when it comes to your system. And what uh, right. Oliver? What are you? Beatles or Stones? And Xbox or PlayStation? Uh, I'm definitely Beatles. Okay. Um, I mean Stones. Uh, I like them, but I don't love them. Man, I'm um, by a and bunch of uh, PlayStation, man. I, I love the Xbox. I like this guy. I told you. Is uh, they've got the better original game. That's correct. Gears of War is great, but Last of Us. It is the greatest video game that has been made. Like. Better it's than just, Red Dead? Oh, yeah. Better than Red Dead 2? Way better than Red Not just a little. Way better. All right, so <laughs> here's what happened. Uh, Uncle Maddie made this mistake. So when I was living with my in-laws, I showed my father-in-law how to use an Xbox. And he really just uses it to, like, watch YouTube. And, like, I set up some, like, Albanian stuff on there for him and whatever. And, you know, Paramount Plus and whatever. And he can, you know, he knows how to use it. So when we moved, uh, he asked, he's like, uh, you're going to, when are you taking the Xbox? Which was kind of like, don't take, you know, him saying like, don't take the fucking Xbox. You lived at my house for free for three fucking years. And I was like, well, now that you mention it, I guess I'm just going to leave it here. So I am in the market to purchase a new system. And Ragnarok comes out November 9th. I already scheduled off of work. What is, what is, what is this? God of War. So that's you've never thing. played it. You've only had I've never Xboxes I've never yeah, I've long... I've never but does PlayStation have like the internet on it? Like the live? Okay. No, we still have dial up only on PlayStation though. It I doesn't have so. you know so. can't can't use the internet on a play. Yes, you can use the internet on PlayStation. I watch almost well, all of my television. AOL. <laughs> yeah, you have to get a disc. <laughs> log the hours. 
As long as you still have that account, you're good. You have to use damn. your aim also. Uh, damn, I do have to. That means I would have to sign up for like a new thing on. It is know. worth it, dude. I will tell you. Look, I love the Xbox. Great system, but PlayStation's better. Really? Right. Yeah. I'm both. coming. But well, yeah. I mean, and I can still get Red Dead Redemption too on the Xbox sure or on PlayStation, and, correct? And sure GTA Six, which uh, they leaked. If you saw that, it looks pretty good, dude. I just um, can't. I on, honestly, like, I don't know what it is. I still I, play GTA Five. I, yeah, well, that's great. the thing. Like, my brother, I, me and my brother talked about it. He has th- three copies of it: PS3, PS4, and PS5. Grand Theft Auto Five has come out on all three consoles. Huh? Alicio. Yeah. I feel like I'm gonna text you, so me and you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just enjoying uh, listening to you guys. All right. I actually wanted yeah, to ask, kind of all right, uh, about Alicia, because I was reading the notes here, and I have to ask what it was like moving from the Philippines to California at ten. Like, Yeesh. it must have been a like a big culture shock in a lot of ways. Well, there's um, a big it, Filipino presence in in California, right? Yeah, there there is, and. Um, so uh, in the island that I was raised at, which is uh, Ilo, Ilo City, um, again, there's multiple dialects and we um, spoke Visayan and English. So we were taught in school, um, mainly English. So I came over and I really didn't know Tagalog. So we stopped over in Manila, which is um, where everybody knows, uh, before we went to um Southern California, and I didn't know how to speak Tagalog. I only knew how to speak English to all of them. And so when I uh, went to Southern California at fourth grade, um, I was winning spelling bees. And because uh, I was new, they put me on uh, English as a second language, ESL classes. And I excelled at that too, because they just thought that, you know, I'm totally brand new. And then from there, they've found me to be um, accelerated. And so they put me in the gate program, which is the gifted and talented, you know, students. Um, so I was not. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it was um, it was just a culture of assimilation because my mother remarried. And so I had to learn and um, really just get to know uh, the American lifestyle because she remarried a Philip, another Filipino, but uh, then we became a blended family. And so I just needed to know how to kind of know about the culture, but I, I really assimilated really well. Did she so. get married in California or did she get married in the Philippines? So she was one of those travel nurses. Mm. She, she oh, was uh, recruited to from the Philippines to um she went to Texas and wow. while there um, found out that uh, my father was cheating. So she divorced Ooh. him from there and then she relocated Sweet. to California, remarried and um, then waited for citizenship, then uh, brought all four of us over. Oh, so he was Filipino, but he was American. Uh, no, my father was. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when uh, my mother remarried. Yeah, he he was uh, Filipino American. Wait, wait, wait. Nice. so you were in the Philippines by yourself for four years? Oh, my grandmother uh, was raising us. That's incredible. So wait, yeah. so, so so that's you're... where that's where the the love for um, really my grandmas and grandpas are in, in nursing is because of that. It's because uh... I, I know that you know if uh, their kids kind of mess up, um, they're you know they're the parents. Yeah. <laughs> they parent you, yeah. and so you. Uh, 
pay respects at the end of their life. I would agree. I, I agree very much. I didn't have, I, like, my, I only had one grand grandparent, and she was, like, a nightmare. And didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't know my granddad. I mean, because di- didn't know he existed until, like, last year. Found out grandma was stepping out. Uh, but either way. <laughs> uh but no i like i'm with you i'm very much in the in the thought of like for my daughter i want her to have like the best relationship with her grandparents you know what i mean just because it is it's very important for like just from like i feel like a cultural morality standpoint and like a cultural like historical cultural point like she needs to know where she came from and the different like cultural things that she's going to be expected to do and carry on which i think is that's like a healthy good thing for them also shout out your mom what four years she was here by herself um yeah and uh yeah she just worked god bless her man that's a tough tough haul like damn that is my uh i've said on the show before but my father-in-law when he he's albanian and when he he was in like an albanian dancing troupe and he left albania they were on like a world tour they'd hit like paris moscow london and they were in nashville was their like last stop before going back to albania and when in nashville they he knew like they're going to the plane heading back he just stayed and he worked at like this rocking chair factory for four years and lived in a trailer behind this guy's house and like, you know, pretended to be a Jehovah's Witness or whatever and stuff. And like, just to like, you know, cause they would give him meals and whatever, but he lived there for four years by himself, saved up enough money to bring over hit my mother-in-law and her and the two kids, like my wife yeah. and her brother. And then they, you know, had a house ready for them in Philadelphia, which is crazy to think, you know, like, that like mm-hmm. we like you know like we do like i guess since we were all born here we don't realize but if you like would you guys live somewhere by yourself for four years to to have your family move there like is how how great is america that people are willing to do that you know what I, mean? I don't know just like at least the concept of america is it that great they're like how shitty are other places right <laughs> people like you know what i mean like how good do we have it that we didn't have to live somewhere for four years by ourselves. You know what I mean? But man, that's an incredible, incredible journey. And then look at it now, like generationally, here you are like so successful later on, but even like, so going back to what Oliver said though, you came over here in fourth grade, like what did you know? Like, cause I see like from my wife, the pressure is on, was on for like, from the parents, like, you know, like they had sac- they she was very aware of how much they had sacrificed and how much like, for her to be in this position and how much she had to respect their sacrifice did you have that kind of thought or was that pressure ever put on you even at a young age no I think my um, mother knew how tough it was and she just kind of supported um, giving us uh, every opportunity uh, to assimilate Mm -hmm. uh, because she knew it was it was tough Um, when we when she remarried, she married a, a Chinese uh, Filipino and they spoke Tagalog and then we only spoke the sign. So um, we would communicate the sign to our mother mm-hmm. and they didn't understand it. So they also forbade speaking Tagalog or the sign and we just spoke English. Oh, so, wow. um, but to, um, to try to assimilate and try to also um, kind of know the cultures. And, I, and I'm dating myself, but when my stepbrothers, um, they were born in the U.S. and they were half Filipino, Chinese. Um, 
that was the time when Farrah Fawcett was on and they wanted like curls. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, get the uh, waves, so, baby. And then perms. Yeah, the perm. Oh, so yeah. my straight hair, I wanted to get a perm and I actually got a perm. So I looked like a little girl. Um, those types of, <laughs> those types of uh, situations where you kind of try out here and there and, and um, just um, making friends. You know, I still remember my first girl that I liked and she liked me back was a um, was Natalie and she was blonde and blue eyed. And uh, and so uh, we just hit it off and um, it just made a lot of friends. So so go ahead. Go ahead, Oliver. I was going to say, did you have any uh, issues? I know my mother moved here from Estonia, right? And she first got here. There were kids who were not nice to her in New York. She got picked on, bullied, stuff like that. Was there anything like that for you when you first came here um, from the Philippines? Did you have any, you know, assholes who were bullying you or anything like that? Not really, um, because um, I have a a amiable personality. I kind of get along with everybody. Mm -hmm. And plus, I was um, great with um, Crossfire. So I was always chosen. You'll be caught up in the crossfire. Dude, Dude, all time commercial. All time commercial. So best ever. You had that sweet, sweet firm. Oh, they always chose me on on the teams. They always chose me on the team. They called me Little Man. Nice. That's sweet. I would be able to catch all the balls and uh, just um just real quick before we get too far. Not for me, because like I I know, but like for our other listeners and stuff, where where the fuck is Estonia? Is that a, <laughs> that a country? <laughs> is that where the the uh, Flintstones are from? I was like, is that where Goonies was filmed? Astoria? No. <laughs> and and Sino Man's from there as well as uh the Orphan, um, which is recently a scary movie out on uh, this is a scary uh, movie. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Estonia is, uh, right on the Baltic across from Sweden. So oh, it's okay. the Baltic state. Yeah. Not me. I mean, Baltic. I knew that, but like, yeah. I just want to make sure everybody else knew. Yeah, like, you said Estonia, like listen, you and I have talked about Estonia. <laughs> we were going to go. We have a but, big uh, Estonia demographic on the show. I just, and, you know, to make sure everybody yeah. knew it's in yeah. like the Northern, uh, right. you know, Western European yeah. well, section to, of to be, uh, to be, Scandinavia. Yeah. Yeah, it's right above Latvia, guys. We all know this. Yeah. You know, right, right. And right below Finland, right I'm across. Heir the, to the throne the of Latvia. Floor. Right. Latvia. You know, and you're huge, huge in Mozambique. Can't say this enough. Massive in Mozambique. Big, big Mozambique's presence. Mm, mm. Shout out the Beekians. Yeah, I'll tell you, Estonia <laughs> is one of those Eastern European countries that that you know. It's uh, I mean, you know, it's just it's tough when you get past Poland it gets pretty dicey. You know what I mean? Well, my cousins who all live there, um, I think once communism went away and Estonia was free, they decided that, you know, organized business uh, sort of helped take things over. And my cousins were a big part of that. And uh, they've tried to get me to move there many times. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good on it. Dude, um, I mean, but, I'll tell you, I mean, Estonia, the weather's got to suck, right? In the summer, though, it's it's uh, light until about four or five in the morning. You get about an hour or two of darkness. Wintertime sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. so about dark. Hour, it's the opposite. It's yeah. dark except for about an hour. Um, oh, that's depressing. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> but I will say Estonia has brought a lot of uh, what you, a lot of 
technology comes out of there. So like mm. LimeWire was from Estonia. Oh yeah, um, big shout out LimeWire. Fan of the show, um, listener of the show. Yeah. All of those uh, IO games that you play, those like little phone games, they all come from Estonia. Um, wow. A lot of tech. So. I would love to see like the voice Estonia and what's going on there because that's got to be just a fucking hoot. Only a million and a half people, dude. Less people uh, there than in Philadelphia. Really? Yep. I mean, when it gets that fucking cold, I mean, come on. I mean, honestly, what the first thing I think when you hear of cultures like that, like, well, I guess it's on the same lateral line as Scotland, you know? So I guess, you know, I mean, maybe it's cold. Who knows? But the first thing I think is, like, I would love to see the history of how people fucking survived that cold, like, 100, you know, like, 300 years ago, right? They, they probably didn't very well. Yeah. Well, true. Well, also, it's pretty close to St. Petersburg in Russia. So shout out. And hence that, you know, Russians took it over multiple Mm. times Mm. and probably wouldn't mind doing it. Sure. I mean, who knows? You know, but it's right on the Baltic. It's one of those countries that recovered from communism and won a, you know, like that. It's like because Albania always gets referenced as like in movies, they're Albanian bad guys or whatever. or (laughs) You know what I mean? It's kind of Estonia is like one of those kind of, we'll throw them in there. Bulgaria, Estonia, Belarus, Albania, you know, one of those anias. But yeah, so (laughs) nice. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, so... I'll say this though, like my my wife had a similar story of when she moved here because she was, I guess she was like 13. So imagine like moving to Philadelphia and going to Northeast High School and not speaking the language, like your first year here. Like it kind of sucked. At that age. Yeah, sucked. The, the worst, right? Like at least if you went in like elementary school, like kids are a little nicer and you can make friends. But at that age, everyone's a dick. Also on the West Coast, people are just nicer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. In this, in Philadelphia, people just suck. Like, everybody's a dick. Everybody's a dick, you know? Especially, especially people that are formerly from New Jersey and live in Philadelphia. I mean, come on. What? No, Jana, not no. Yeah. What? Did I say that? No. Uh, I didn't even talk about how short you were today. You saw, I'm 5'11, Jana. I don't know how many times we're going to go over this. 5'11 is not short. I'm right. I'm, but after you come off the step stool, you're 5'7. And we didn't even bring that up. Today. Shoes off. Leave Jersey alone. 5'11, Pennsylvania. And in heels. <laughs> so, so either way, I'm 5'11 and Alicio's in California and he's going <laughs> to school. So how about any type? So when you're in school, this is something we talked about. So you're doing tennis, but you're also doing water polo. But water polo for you wasn't more about the game as much as it was about survival. Is that right? Correct. I didn't know how to swim. <laughs> so join the water polo team. I, I, I wanted to join the water polo team. Oh, dude. Because I thought that I was going to learn how to swim. Sure. I uh, think they teach you that. that it was uh, is really you know you sink or swim because they try <laughs> to sink you all the time and Did you show um, up to open practice and just jump in the pool for the first time in your life i just raised like... my hand yeah yeah that's what i did <laughs> it was like the olympic sized swimming pool uh and so um yeah you um I remember swimming being pretty. You just take the water like a yeah. like a baby, just natural instinct kicked in. Nope. <laughs> you just, just immediately uh, started you know, swallowing you just, water. You just puddle. <laughs> you, you just paddle 
the whole time. Wow. And um, they would throw the ball one in and you're supposed to swim to that. And everybody would get to there first and they would throw it to the other side. I'm still swimming to the other side. <laughs> um, and then so, you know, it butt heads. And so uh, by the end of the season, I was able to kind of swim and, you know, not drown because uh, they do a lot of uh, underwater tricks there. They would, you know, jab you with their elbows on your ribs or they Dang. would, um, you know, you go, underwater when you go to take a breath. Yep, exactly. Ooh, Dude, that happened really? to me one time. And I was like, yep. you devious. I was like, oh, you. I never respected water portal players until that happened to me. I was like, I would go for yeah. a breath and they know you're going to go as <gasps> soon as yep. your head comes up and they go <gasps> like, <gasps> and you just saw yep. so much water. You're like, I want to go home. I want more yep. clothes on and I want to uh, go home. I would honestly, for me, that would be, it would be fucking water death time. I would be like, we're all done. I'm, we're murdering everybody here. I'm not fucking playing that game. You want to hold people down? I'll hold you down. Most, uh, it's between boxing and water polo is what is the more physically exhausting sport. I don't know what it is, but like water polo is exhausting. Yeah. It's you really tough to move your body in water. Yeah, it, it and is. you're and, treading and, the whole time. Yep. Oh, yeah. and those guys, those guys have been swimming since they were three. Yeah, they look like dolphins, you know, when they go up and yeah. down, and they go swim back and forth. Uh, and they can put their hands up and then still try to drown you with their feet. You know, <laughs> incredible. Um, yeah, just um, I learned a lot, and um, I was I, a good swimmer. Uh, after the season, but then you had to start all over again. The next can I season, ask? So. Can I ask this? Um, did you have to wear a shower cap to protect the perm? <laughs> yes. Oh, Goddamn right you did. Goddamn right. Also, on the show previously, uh, we had Carly Myers, a uh, fan of the show, listener of the show, former guest of the show. And she was big. She did water polo in college and everything like that. And she had told us one of the strategies, and Jana, you'll like this, uh, one of the strategies in water polo is that you don't cut your toenails and you grow them out. (laughs) Yeah, you grow them out so that you can scratch people under the water with your toenail. Oh, God, that's awful. It's a thing. Is that true, Alicia? Is is that what you did? Yep, yep, Well, not me. I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. It was done to me. Yeah. You're yeah. over there. They were like, why'd you try to drown the kid that can't swim again? Like, come on, guys. He's not even playing. He's just you can see he's struggling. Yeah. <laughs> just like, being they... mean at this point. Yeah. Like no one's passed him the ball in 45 minutes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> were there brawls in uh water polo? Like, uh, you know, would you, uh, would you guys get physical? Oh, some of the guys that knew how to uh, swim and, and yeah, they would um, kind of tussle over there. And I just leave it, leave them alone. <laughs> but, uh, they knew how to um float i think they you know they just looked like they had their own life vests because they just stayed up uh, and you know on top of the water so they were very strong and they had six-pack abs and i had you know nothing me too so. yeah <laughs> same yeah you know yeah, 511 with a six-pack guys that's me six four <laughs> 250 all six packs yeah. well let's shout out no i mean i do want to shout you out oliver what is your drop weight at buddy because you have lost a tone of weight what's let's let's feed that ego a little bit since you ain't eating that much anymore so what's uh, uh what's your how much weight have you lost i'm still at 185 because i've started lifting um and i have been doing yoga a lot. Um, So I will uh, give yoga a little plug there because it is, uh, I go to this place, Sojourn Yoga in Drexel Hill. Tell you, it's great. Um, 
I finally got crow pose, which is I can hold myself up on my arms, legs raised in the air for Ooh. over two minutes. Whoa. Um, and, and uh, you know, I love it. It gives me when um, we all work stressful jobs, I'm sure everybody gets stressed out. And that hour of yoga um, a couple times a week really uh, relieves that stress. Uh, nice. uh, not like I'm used to, but uh, it's, uh, it, it does a good job. What? I mean, did, so, okay, yeah. Hey, my girl, we've gone to wine yoga, and that's also a blast. You just put a bunch of red wine in your belly and then start doing weird positions. It's fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that, no, no bad results there. Not for but me. What, I could do what, that headstand thing. It's fun. What did you, what weight did you start at, Oliver? Because weren't you over 300? Uh, I was a little under. I was like 285, almost 290. Yeah. So you've lost wow. 100 pounds. Man. Fantastic. Yeah. Shout out, dude. Oliver. Great job. That's, That's awesome, Oliver. Good job. Yeah, good job. So, but enough of you. Back to Alicia. Also, <laughs> in yoga, how many, like, is do people just ignore all the farting that's going on? Because it has to be fart city. Uh, there are times where it happens, and it's interesting. You would think it was the guys, but it's not. Uh, I have yet to let them rip, in, let one rip in yoga. But I have been behind many a women while I'm sitting there, and they're good looking too. And all of a sudden, I hear, Brr. I'm like, damn, <laughs> damn, that one came right out. Boosh! Um, Someone's got to yeah. stop eating so much hummus. Ugh. <laughs> a little too much beans in that one. Uh, but yeah, it happens. And it's mainly the girls. Yeah, well, girls are disgusting. I've said it all the time. <laughs> so, either way, back to Elise show. And now it is time for everyone's new favorite part of the show. It's Jada's questions, asking some questions. Jada's questions, a new favorite segment. Jada's question. This is the part of the show, Alicia, where Jada's going to ask you some questions and you're going to give us some answers. And I'm super excited. Jalen Dub, take it away. If your life depended on it, how many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches could you eat? What in the shit is that? <laughs> Hold on, what bread are we talking? Regular white bread? Strowman's white bread. King white bread. Nice. Nice and thin. Yeah. A big slice. Yeah. Yeah. White bread, 50, 50 of them if I needed to. 50? Yeah, it's a hundred pieces of bread. Can you cut them into corners? You, you do whatever you want. All right, crust included. You could smoke the crust if you wanted to when you were done. Fifty? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a hundred. You think you eat a hundred pieces of white bread? Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't I look like it? I could. I mean, look, that's a. I mean, a hundred. I mean, of you're white not bread. fucking Joey Chestnut. <laughs> like, I, I love it. Know. I love the. I love the the attitude. Oh love yeah, love the commitment. But I put you like. 42 at best do that but 42 what's that 84 pieces of bread i mean i could i best i'm putting i i think i'd struggle to make 20 if i could do a whole loaf of bread how many how many slices are in a loaf i should have figured this out before i i prepare my questions weeks ahead Probably twenty or so. I don't know. Sounds about no right. idea either. Let's just say right. twenty. You Let's literally could say twenty. Yeah. Then there's forty. Because no one knows. There's ten sandwiches and a loaf of bread. Yeah, makes about the right amount of sense. And my wife says I overeat, and and my daughter who's you know, a, a buck a buck ten can out eat me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big 24 uniform slices. 24 so 12 sandwiches a loaf. I know I could do a loaf. That makes sense. Two loaves. I'm I'm stopping somewhere between one and two loaves. Yeah. yeah. Banana, how many PB and J's you putting down, yo? I mean remember you have a gun to your head the whole time. Four. Four. What about fluffernutter? Could you throw a fluffernutter in there? Uh, Thoughts on 
thoughts on fluffernutters? Where are we at with them? Banging. It, my parents treated it like we were like privileged if we could have it for a day, you know, yeah. when it lasted in our house. Yeah. 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 They're like, never again. My parents wouldn't buy it. What and about? So when I went to, my parents wouldn't buy it. So when I went to other kids' houses who had it, I, I would then down 50 of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was so excited that there was Fluffernutter and, you know, yeah. they were making the... We had five boys in the house, so we would get Fluffernutter one time and, like, in an hour, the, the container would be empty. My mom would be like, never again. You're your animals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone just I uses, was, like, a baseball-sized amount of Fluffernutter on one sandwich. I'm like, you're an... Why? When you would go to, like, someone's house that had Fluffernutter, you're like, wow, your parents really appreciate you. They gave you... <laughs> one they time, you uh, when my father was a young boy in the 1950s Abington... He uh, went to an old woman's house and she said, I'll make you a, a fluff and under peanut butter sandwich. He said, fantastic. And she made him a peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich. And he Whoa. said nothing. And he ate it and he left her house. Oh, oh, why? Why did he go over her house? She was like the old lady who like he mowed her lawn for like you uh, know, a nickel so he could yeah. go see the I movie. Say he motor boated her. <laughs> yeah. He used to slam this old lady. No, and, uh, <laughs> he didn't do fair... a good job. And that's why she gave him the mayo. Oh, yeah, mayo yeah. and peanut butter yeah. sandwich. Oh, yeah. Oh. Did you ever do a peanut butter and banana sandwich? Oh, yeah. All the time. Great time. Put a lot so, of banana in my cereal banana, too. Oh, banana in the cereal is a gimmick. Oh, dude, I'll tell you. Like a little brown there, sugar. There's one gimmick that got over on me was they had the in Wayne, but when I was working at Christopher's, they had this gimmick for. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like the peanut butter and jelly restaurant, peanut butter and jelly sandwich restaurant, and they had like gourmet ones. And I remember I went there and like. I bought like for everyone that was working that day. I was like, all right, we're ordering them. This is crazy. I can't believe it. PB and J's in express. Whoa. And everyone got like different ones. And I think I got something to the effect of like uh, peanut butter, banana, honey. And just dude, not impressed. My best one from that place was peanut butter, cheddar cheese, and green apple. Dude, I swear restaurant. to God, I was just going to fucking say the one that had apple and cheese on it was banging. Yes, bro. it was so what? good. It was weird as shit. I because I I that's the first time I ever had cheese and apples together, and I was like, does this work? Like, no, not me. I, oh, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Bad. I was a small, great, great, poor city boy. As well. Never knew anything about putting sure. fruits and cheeses together. Why would you? Yeah, I didn't even know it was like a thing. They were like, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. God, that sandwich was good. You don't put cheese on burgers and hot dogs only, you animal. <laughs> so I was like, does uh, it come out of a small plastic film? They were like, yeah. no. Yeah. Oliver, you had a question? Yeah. What year did you work at Christopher? I worked there from, I guess, 2010 to 2013. You didn't know uh, Jessica. Uh, she would have been Vivian at the time, um, but she ended up becoming Jessica McCauley. She was married to the cook, Ryan McCauley. Uh yeah, no, I don't. Th I mean, maybe if I saw. No, she, all right. I remember there, there being. I remember there being a Jess, but I don't remember a Vivian. I'm intrigued. Why did this person change names? Mm. <laughs> she got married. Oh, okay. Wait, like the last so she name changed thing? her first name. Yeah. Well, no, no, Jessica Vivian was her first. You know. Oh, okay. Jessica Macaulay. Wait, wait. Oh, her name was Jessica Vivian. Yeah. And then she changed. Oh, her last name was yeah. Vivian. Yeah, wow. he gets it now. So I'm a fucking smoked <laughs> ass. 
God damn. <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, why would you change your name from Jessica to Vivian? It's Normally too- it's like her name was Jessica, but now her name's Greg. And I was like, oh, okay. And you're like, <laughs> that's what I was Vivian. saying. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait, so she went from a woman to being a woman? I don't get it. But either way, uh, uh, maybe if I saw, I do remember someone named Jess. So blonde, right. blonde hair. Uh, no, brunette. Uh, and then I'm fucking lost. You got no idea. Would yeah. you, uh, would you move to Utah for $3 million? And you have to stay Woo! there for at least 10 years. 10 years in Utah and become a moment. Today. Today. No. 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 Yeah. Okay. You convert, you can verbalize answer. your answers on this show. Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, uh, what's the last thing you stole? Besides Ooh, my uh, heart. Uh, Dan, I um, dirty dog. I, I don't remember. Uh, you know, because uh, the when when I was applying for the um, uh, Orange County Sheriff's Department in, in California uh, to be on a search and rescue, I went through this whole uh, questionnaire and they asked you what you stole. And I s- kept saying, I don't recall. So they were like prepping me. He said, you know, you're going to be on a lie detector test. So you might as well just, you know, say what you stole. And I and I couldn't remember. And I said, um, you mean you didn't stole like a, a pack of gum or anything like that? And I said, no, I really didn't. Uh, and well, how about uh, the, so they started naming these stuff. And I said, I no, I haven't. So, um, yeah, I, can't I just came up with this question today. I assumed every single human being would have an answer. You never stolen know. anything. What's the last thing you stole? Uh, what is the last thing I stole? Oh, uh, you know, it was an accident. I was at ShopRite near us, and they do pizzas, and they're pretty good, actually. Like, um, uh, they do, like, you know, homemade pizza right there. And um, I walked out of the checkout, and I rung everything up, and my pizzas were at the end of the cart, you know, being held up. And I forgot to ring them up. And I walked out and I got halfway through the parking lot and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to. And I was like, man, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's I stole two stealing. That doesn't count. That's what I, I, uh, I, mine was accidental stealing also, Jana. Oh, um, but I went to Target. And for those who don't know, uh, I probably have like, at this point, I probably have like 20 USB flash drives that are maybe like, you know, 100 gigabytes or 200 gigabyte, whatever. I probably have 20 of those jam packed with everything from the show. Right. And but they're not cheap. You know what I mean? So I went to I went to get like diapers or something one time. So I had like the boxes of diapers in the cart and the little flash drive I threw in like the back of the cart, paid for the diapers and just walked out and didn't pay for the flash drive. And uh, and uh, Johnny Law has been looking for me ever since. I'm going (laughs) to go out on a limb and say, banana, you're like me and you steal shit all the time. I have a uh, I have like a. think like if there's more than 10 people online i'm stealing it there's what so many the places dick? i've walked into you ever walk into a cvs and there'd be 25 people in line at like one o'clock and you just need like mouthwash for some weird fucking reason and they're like i'm like i'm not waiting in that i'd like i'd rather go to jail i just walk in you get listerine you'll just walk the fuck out of the store you're like get the fuck out of here i'm not waiting in line Doesn't eat my ass chase go me. off no not for stuff mm. like that no and I like, you know, one day I will become successful and I will return all the money I owe Wawa, but sure. I still every goddamn day. Oh if there's more God. than 19 people in line, I'm not. I'm just, you know, you chalk Wawa. it up to. Were you, were you part of that Wawa mob? Yeah, I was there that night in Roosevelt. <laughs> Roosevelt. I, I saw you on camera. 
honest to God, I used to visit that Wawa very frequently because I used to have a, a particular issue in my life that I've now solved. But uh, I used to what, go to that Wawa all the time. What is the Wawa mob? It was a Wawa on Tyson Boulevard in Roosevelt. Where That's uh, right by my fucking house. Or that was right by I lived on. on I lived between Tyson and Longshore. You used to live right by Steve's on St. Vincent? Yes. I've uh, told you I lived by Steve's Princess State. I didn't know you the lived most that close. State. Dude, I lived on I lived on Large Street, right? Get so it goes thing. Caster, Large, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 and then uh, Bustleton. But damn. All right. So yeah, but a bunch wh- of kids mobbed that Wawa one night and caused a ruckus. We're walking on people's cars and stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, like 100 teens. There's like a I, skate park right next door. Honestly, I feel like like one like that's one thing I'm like when I'm with my daughter, you know, I'm thinking like if I go someplace and I have to beat up some fucking teens in front of my <laughs> daughter, like when is this gonna happen? Because I feel like it's gonna. You can do it. My one of these days, I would do it because I'd say like they try to attack a toddler and I'll fucking kill you. You know. <laughs> and this was these are the type of guys when you were in the Department of Corrections, Alicia, you would have taken them all down, right? Alicia would have arrested yeah. all of us here. Yep. Yep. Oh I yeah. Oh, them, that's I what I said. See them on TV, and and then I would have to process them through uh, the triage at uh, the county jail. Oh, you did this then, for real? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, 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 I so wait, you would watch the news and be like, "Up, oh, I'm going to see him later." You yep. know, the, uh, there was uh, um, I was uh, the uh, county jail nurse at the Orange County in uh, California. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Southern California is the uh, car chase capital of the nation. And so I would see them. I would see and they would go to, you know, end up in Orange County um, where the uh, chase ended and I would see them. And I'm like, oh, you're the driver, you know, or you would see them in the news because they were um, high profile, white collar crime or whatever, or uh, whatever they were in the news. And I would see them in person. And so I would, you know, check out their docket, um, learn about the charges and um, yeah, just ask them their medical stuff. So you had to triage them first. And if they had any medical issues, you send them back to the hospital to get medical cleared. And then they would come back into the um, the triage area. And then when they um, when you needed medical treatment, I would do on um, medical calls inside the jail. Did you ever so like I was medical? Did you ever critique them? Because you'd be like, dude, I saw you. Why did you like I saw you driving? Why did you make that right on La Brea? You would have gone straight and gotten on the 405. You could have made it down to San Juan County and they couldn't have been able to, you know, and then yeah, he's like, well, there was a dog in the way and I had to make a ride. I say, you know, I don't know. But <laughs> What's up, player? It's hard yeah. to get away from the chopper. Once they take the chopper out, oh, it's yeah. Oh, the chop, oh, dude, yeah. the chopper's like, yeah, it's like the pre-drone. You got to get under the, uh, the freeway at that drone. point. Yeah. Or drive off into the woods like in GTA 5, you know. Yeah. Railroad. Well, no, because they have the, the oh, FLIR, uh, the FLIR um, forward-looking uh, infrared. They can get the heat signals off the ground and they can tell if you're black or white. If you're white, you, you radiate um, energy. What? And so they they uh, uh, direct all the at night at nighttime you see him and they can kind of direct you exactly where he is in the bushes. Wait, yeah. so, you can so tell it's like 
You could tell the color of their skin from the infrared. Is no, 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 no. It's just uh, black or white. Picks up, yeah, white or black, like. Uh, yeah. I was gonna signature. say that was confusing to me because I was like, that <laughs> would be crazy if technology has evolved. He's like, much. look, we can bring out the chopper, but it only detects white people. Yeah. <laughs> look, let's. And then, yeah. and 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 working in the uh, the county jail was when I had my uh, stepchildren. They were uh, teenagers. Um, the good thing about working in the county jail is that you um, are able to see if their friends were in jail. Ooh. And so if they were hanging around with them, uh, you, you know, you're able to kind of figure out uh, what they did. And there was one particular one where uh, my daughter uh, was saying, oh, my God, that guy's hot. He has his car. Uh, and uh, both my wife and I looked at him and said, oh, drugs. And then uh, two years later, I was doing a sick call. And uh, guess who I found? <laughs> And then so the first call I said, I said, hey, uh, guess who I found over here? Yeah, he was pinched for, you know, uh, dealing drugs. And, you know, uh, he's mad at his grandmother for not putting up his house to bail him out. So, yeah, you're not going to be near him at all. Needless (laughs) to say, he's a real catch. You know, <laughs> it's a shame. That's the one that got away. But Justin, Han, what other questions do you have? Uh, if you could have any fast food restaurant inside of your home, which one would you pick? Uh, In and Out. Oh, yeah, you're from over there. I've never In had West it. West Coast, yeah. never had it. I don't think I remember In and Out Burger. I don't know if I had when I lived. Never in even California, been a state that has it. I don't like. Yeah, well, they. They. I think. Yeah. No, nothing past Nevada. I think. Or I think Texas is the. Okay. It's good. If you, have you had uh, Freddy's? In- yeah, I love that place. So, so Freddy's and In and Out are roughly the same thing. What is like, Freddy's? Exactly Freddy's steaks same. and shakes. They have but, hot dogs. Uh, they have very thin patties, little mustard, little pickle. It's yep, good. That, and instead, I think they call it beef style in Freddy's, but in In and Out, it's called animal style. Yeah. Um, where they uh, add um, beef. onions and I don't know a bunch of other. You get double patties, double cheese and onions and stuff like that. But yeah, Freddy's different is sauce. The yeah, and they put the Thousand Island dressing on it. Um, but if you try Freddy's, you've essentially Whoa, tried it. Don't give away the special sauce. Gee. They Justin? got hot dogs too. They're good. Any other questions? I just have one last question. Uh, uh, what do you think happens when you die? Um, you see, you see the other side. You, it's. Uh, I think that there is uh, the aliens that are passing around. There, you're seeing up on there. Um, uh-huh. We're all experiments. I like it. So they're oh, so they're, they're like they're looking lab- at us like at, yep. under like the Prometheus type of deal. Yeah. And then you, when when you die, then you see the whole experiment. Love it. Do you have any oh. questions for me? No. Excellent. Yeah, Thank you, Matthew. Great. No, very good. Very good. That was another rousing segment of Jada's questions. You're asking some questions. Jada's questions, our new favorite segment. Yep. Uh, for those listening, if you want to give us some suggestions for questions, hit us up on Twitter at Working P Pod and on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. But let's keep this going. So, like we said, Alicio here, he's living in California and he knows how to party, doing his thing. Uh, he did, you know, elementary school, he went through school, everything like that. Obviously, super gifted, super talented. Did a little tennis and water polo in high school. And then went to nursing school, right? Uh, his first job he had was at a Togo's, was a sandwich shop. Really good Togo's. stuff. Togo's. Togo's, yeah. Shout out. I love the Togo's. Show. But then I do want to, I know we talked a little bit about your medical stuff at the, uh, at the prison, but 
you got into the medical field kind of early. So you were you were 15 when you were at Togo's, but then you left there and then your next job was as a medical assistant at a hospital. So how did you like, how did you, let's talk about the signing up for the medical assistance class and then the responsibilities of the medical assistant. Go ahead. So um, I thought that um, the most, uh, you know, nicest jobs were in the hospital. So I needed to get certification yeah. and I went into getting my medical assistant uh, certificate. And sure enough, I was hired at the hospital. And that is where um, I excelled. Uh, everybody liked my work ethic, so much so that um, some of the caregivers uh, of the patients were uh, petitioning me to see if they can um, hire me uh, outside the hospital. Oh, wow. And one particular one lady who was taking care of uh, Mrs. B um, always said, you know, you're the most attentive person here all the time. When I when I call, you answer um, and uh, you're taking good care of Mrs. B. Did you ever think about working outside the hospital? And I said, well, I never really thought about that, but I was going to be uh, graduating from nursing school now. So I need to, you know, if you wanted a nurse, uh, I had to take my boards and then um, work for you. And she says, well, how about if um, I pay you um, a nursing hourly rate uh, cash um, under the table, if I can hire you at night to take care of Mrs. B um, and because um, I just need a break. I've been doing this for 10 years and I haven't found any caregivers that um, I like and I, and I like you. And so, so um, I so said, on. okay. Just, to, just, <laughs> on. just to clarify, you're working at the hospital as a medical assistant. And then one of like the freelance nurses that was a caregiver for an elderly person would come in and see how well and how attentive you were with this elderly person, Mrs. B, right? And they were like, look, I need some fucking help. You right. do a good job. You work hard. You're attentive. How about you fucking help me and I give you some of that sweet, sweet cheddar? And then <laughs> you were like, yeah, sign me up. Is that how kind of how it went? Yes. Um because um, I just wanted to try something, something else. Yeah. And um, so when I arrived um, at work, she gave me the address. The house ended up being on the beach, three stories with a Porsche. And at that time, the latest uh, Lexus. And uh, she um, uh, like treated me well. Um, and so much so that I, I was working for her for quite a while under the table and my wife and I um, couldn't find a nursing job. So that really supported us. I would come in with a wad of cash after, you know, after <laughs> a, a week's work. And um, yeah, that saved our butts because it took us six months to uh, actually, uh, well, my wife um, uh, was able to find a job after six months, but during that time, because she had you know, we had the kids, the stepchildren, they were, I think, uh, uh, eight and nine at the time. Yeah. Um, we had, you know, we had to put food in the table. Yeah. And so that really saved us a lot. So um, uh, the caregiver um, was taking care of Mrs. B for like 10 years. Nobody wow. else would take care of her. She was um, a second wife of a, um, you know, a, a department store magnet. And so she wanted to uh, die at home. And so she ended up dying and um, she gave all of the house, the cars and everything to the caregiver because 
the children uh, or the you know stepchildren never bothered to take care of her during those 10 years. So wow. the caregiver got everything. So dude, how uh, great is that? I love that. Like, because yeah. the kids are spoiled shits that are resentful and whatever about the inheritance and everything like that. And they're, you know, she's like, well, fuck on you then. I'm going to give it to this people that were nice to me. And damn. I mean, how about that caregiver on the come up? They're like, yeah. uh. And, and she was single. The caregiver? Yep. <laughs> she wasn't single for long after no. that. Not when you're driving a Porsche. Hell no. Nice. So then. Did she give you the Lexus? She got, she got everything. She got the house she on the beach. She you the Lexus. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. She let me, you know, she let me drive the Lexus and the Porsche. Ooh. But um, I feel like but, you, you know, she got everything. One of those cars. Yeah. You don't yeah. need two cars. No, God, no. So then let's keep it moving. So you did the whole Miss B thing, but like you said, you got your nursing, uh, you graduated nursing school and had everything like that. And then, so then you would eventually, though, you would jump on the ER bandwagon, right? Okay. And so you would like, once you got the nurse saying you were like ER, 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 you were like Georgie Clunes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what so you would do a couple like ER places, but like what would first off, tell us like what was your experiences like? You don't have to go in, I don't want gory detail. I just want like I do well, Jana, <laughs> please. Um, but it was, you know, like what was some of the shit you were seeing and like how much of a wake up call was it right away? Like, give us a little, you know, give a little touch. Touch it. Yeah. Come on. Well, well, my wife and I, um, were trained at the a level one trauma center, which is basically open 24 seven. And that's where all the big, um, accidents and the traumas go to. Uh, we were trained at LA County USC and um, the, the, it was a knife and gun club in Southern California. Oh, the, um, shit so we saw face. everything. Some, some of the things Yeesh. that we both saw were like, say uh, drug deals gone wrong where yeah. uh, in retaliation, they would just go into the house and, and shoot everybody. So we get what? a whole bunch of those patients in and wow. we were um, treating them. It's what's known as a critical booth. In Alley County, I see it's no longer there, but it's uh, on YouTube how it used to be. There's a, a movie that was made about it. So we were trained there. Uh, and then they um, built another uh, county hospital that was earthquake uh, retrofitted. So they no longer use that that part. But um, yeah, my wife uh, saw some crazy um, drug situations and um, and the other thing too is you're thinking that uh, you know it's it's the ghetto it's the county you uh, just see all the you know riffraff there but if you get into a car accident or even just a, a motorcycle accident like my optometrist did um, you go to the closest level one trauma center and so it's those white collar guys and, and you know other doctors that go through the county system because it's the closest one and you're like hey i know that doctor or i know that person you know it's your regular joe because you're passing through uh la los angeles you know and so wow. um and there was um you know just all those things that you would see on uh a tv uh the first er um show um all those actors were um doing their 
um, like research at our um, trauma center. They, that's how really? they yeah, that's how they started wearing our maroon um, uniforms. And some of the um, ER nurses there were actually, um, you know, on the show as backup. They were actually using them because they yeah. liked, the, you know, they, they knew how to move. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. So it was really cool stuff. And then uh, wow. uh, when they started doing some of the politics and they released all the nurses and stuff, I went to the community hospitals and then my wife stayed there for another, you know, four to five years. And she was, uh, she had more stories uh, you know, that, than I did. Yeesh. Um, that's when I started to kind of diversify and go into all different community hospitals mm -hmm. and also working at the, uh, the county jail because I wanted to see what else nursing uh, offered aside from just working in the ER. I always, you know, so it's going to be what, um, 30 years in the ER for mm -hmm. me and my wife. Mm -hmm. oh. So that's uh, incredible. Yeah, we God went. Bless you, man. Busy. Yeah, and you and survived the COVID era. Like... Correct. Still okay. there. Uh, during the past three years, we, um, yeah, it's very tough. For, and, and and then we raised uh, our two daughters. Uh, they're also nurses. Yeah. Oh, Damn. God that. bless them. Go ahead, Jana. I was gonna say it's pretty cool how you did like ER and then private work and then work in the prison system. It's like you're going to find different things and see what you like and experience different yeah. things. Like, I love that. I think that's so cool. Yeah. You really, you like kind of explored the nursing, the options of a nursing degree in a way. Yeah. You, you know, just have so many different experiences and stories. Yeah. When we, when we had Bonnie McCormick on the show, she was a nurse at CHOP for 25 years and she kind of, she's did the same, she's, she explained it the same way you're talking about it, Alicia, where it's like, there's so many different parts of nursing. Like you're, they're the almost like, I, I don't want to say custodians of a hospital, but they're the, like, they don't like, they're not like the janitors, but they're like the, they bring you in, they take care of you while you're there and they take you out. That's all nurses. Doctors come by a little bit, but when like a doctor gives a, you know, like a, a remedy or whatever, it's the nurse that does it. You know what I mean? Like right. you're not seeing the doctor. You're seeing the nurse sure. and they handle all this stuff and they take care of so many things, but not to mention not only like your the stuff, the medicine, everything like that, but the paperwork, the transit, like the in and the out, like that's all done by nurses. And when what you know, what Bonnie was saying is that she did all those different things and you kind of did the same thing also. And that's really exciting to get into. But before we get into that. It's time for everyone's other favorite segment. Oh, wait, it, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but before we get into that, uh, what is this ring you have on your right hand? Oh my god! Questions? Did you guys know? Oh, I apologize, then, Banana. Please, <laughs> no, please. please, no, please. That's oh, my would first you like question. to? Would you like me to answer that question? Yeah, I would. Well, hold on. Before we get to that, it's time for everyone's new favorite segment. It's cute questions corner. Janice, cute questions. Janice, cute questions, cute questions corner. Jana, cute questions. My corner. first question, Matthew, what the fuck is on your finger? Can you see that? That is the wow. 2017 Philadelphia Eagles World Championship Super Bowl ring. It is a beaut. Like, why? Why are you? I have one upstairs. That? Just I like that. I found it. The like we're moving. You know we. We moved and I found it the other day and because it was in like this moving stuff and I hadn't seen it in a while. 
And I was like, I just, I love this fucking thing. And I was like, oh my I'm God. Is, is that why you asked the question and did you steal anything? <laughs> <laughs> this was actually a I gift from the, my uh, wife. I have the 08 and the 80. Oh my God, look at you, nerd. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Justin, hold on, hold them up. Wow. That's uh, Jimmy Rollins and Mike Schmidt's World Series rings. Yeah, nice. I got I got Nick Foles Super Bowl one. Did you, Good on the, the best thing too about this, on the inside of it i doubt you can see it to a man a man who doesn't have (laughs) fake toy rings of world series people who they aren't he's from jamaica i'm sure he has some other dumb shit but either way on the inside of this ring i don't know if you can see it there's an engraving of a dog there's they had a dog engraved because of my wife got it for him i mean well no nick both of mine were free at a baseball game so i'm not this nick Foles gave it to me nick Foles gave it to me it's his he gave it (laughs) okay oh that's so sweet yeah i do want to replica yep janet uh yep your questions go ahead alicio what is your sign girl Oh, damn. Me too. Actually, uh, it's my birthday tomorrow. Whoa, Hell yeah. fuck Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Tantigore. Nope, we're not doing that. Alicia, my birthday's Friday. We're like birthday. Oh, that's awesome. What? I just want you to say happy birthday. That's why I said happy birthday, banana. Oh my god, Nanners. I didn't know it was your birthday. Oh, are you putting it in your phone? I am gonna put it in my phone. Thank you. Justin, can you put it in your phone, please? Uh no, but we'll celebrate this every year. I'll remember. (laughs) I'll remind him. My girlfriend's in October. I remember all October birthdays. Damn. When is hers? I think she told us. 17th. I think. You know, he's a Libra. uh, Yeah, yeah, another another fun fact is my uh, stepdaughter married. Uh, a guy who has the same birthday as I do. Oh, so, <laughs> so now when, my... when when they celebrate, um, they go off and do their own, uh, you know, NASCAR stuff. Oh, you know, it's no longer celebrating daddies. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. <laughs> my husband's son has the same birthday as as me, also. Oh, and wait, so yours is the fifth, Alicia? Yes. Oh. And my favorite cousin, George. Shout out, George. Love you. Shout out, fan of the show. Oh, George. The show. Um, so, Alicia, boxers or briefs, boo? Um, boxers. Tell us why. Brand. As, um, more room. <laughs> and you more air. You air it out. <laughs> air it out is amazing. Hard man. Yeah. And how about what's the most important quality in a partner for you? Oh, just to be able to listen. Oh, do you talk about um, that? Yeah, I <laughs> uh, I listen, and then um, you just have to balance each other out. Oh, because uh, especially when we're both nurses, uh, when uh, we talk about our days, um, we know exactly what's going on, and we uh, can anticipate how uh, how bad those days were she always oh, yeah. my wife always says the better stories no better stories a... is probably worst day yeah Ooh. better er stories yeah e. and she can tell she can tell a good story 
Damn, what's an ER story that's like a better one? Like I got a couple. One time when I was at Temple, I, I like to hang out down in the ER because I was just be bored. And so I was down there hanging out. This one nurse was cool. I got in the elevator. And as I got in the elevator, this dude who got shot, like, came in the elevator with me, like, got pushed by a nurse and shit, you know, because he had, like, go up to the surgery floor. So I like, got, like, pinned in the back because it's a... And as he's laying there, like, he's out. The nurse is just at the, the door. He's going to get out next and stay in there. He just shoots up. And he goes, it burns! <laughs> <laughs> and he starts like trying to move around, but he's strapped to the the, the the gurney and shit. And I'm just standing there with a backpack on and a polo shirt. Like, I want to go. Forward. No, I would cry. I would definitely cry if that happened. Damn. And another time, one it time, burns! I was at uh, Diamond Street uh, Hospital. It's where they took all the OD yeah. victims from KA. And it was only Damn. one floor, it's 21 beds. I walk in there. And there's like a keypad to get into this part. And I knew the code. So I walked in. Boop, boop. Door locks behind me. As the door locks behind me, this bull comes running out of his room. He's got like flesh wounds all over him. And he's like, you know, like a, a white dude, shirtless in jeans. And he's like, give it back. So apparently he had like OD'd, but like had his heroin in the hospital. And then they took it from him. And now he wanted oh, it yeah. back. And he was just free in the hallway. Oh, but I was just like, does this happen? Like, how does what? I you have a yeah. You yeah. have a much more respect for hospitals, and then you're like, oh, this is just a fucking free for all. People are just oh. have to contain these maniacs. I, yeah, uh, one of one yeah. of the things that uh, I'm excited sometimes when now patients are in the hallways and family members are sitting right next to, um, and they watch the whole entire ER, and they're like, and they always tell me, you know, this is better than TV. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh. And then. Um, and the then, action's you know, got to be crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So, um, yeah, imagine, let's say, uh, at, at Bryn Mawr, you would see uh, nothing in the hallway, and you hear a little tussle, and all of a sudden, my uh, charger's looks, she, he said he looked out in the hallway, and all I see was Elicio in midair, followed up by the 17-year-old, <laughs> and we're tussling. And so um, that dude had something in him. We it just didn't show up on the drug screen. But imagine eight people on the seventeen-year-old um, on the ground, and he every time he tried to get up, all eight would go up. What at the same time. he was and on so some PCP or some shit. We, it did. It didn't show. Uh, you know, we had to. So we had to start an IV, and so. Uh, we had his arms pinned down, and the only thing that was available was his left foot. So, um, for those uh, in the medical field, you know, the only thing that we were able to get was a, a left foot. We put in a 20 gauge, and that is where we then got everybody, the anesthesiologists, the, um, you know, the, the um, other doctors, the ER doctors, um, and the respiratory therapists. Um, we started the IV on the left foot. Gave the medicine at the same time. We turn him over, intubated him, put him on the gurney, get him to the CAT scan, wow. and uh, that was uh, that was pretty cool. But it all, what? you know, uh, my chargers were like, "Oh my god!" All of a sudden, I saw Alicia in midair and like tackling this <laughs> big dude, um, and then everybody just jumped on top of him. So um, really cool stuff. And then the other ones, you know, were the the naked guys that were running in the hallways tased by the police officers um you know and and then i would you know 
every time when I try to tackle the patients, they're butt naked, <laughs> sweaty, and they're on their stomach. So guess what, where my face was all the time when it I grabbed them. Yeah. And so those are the funny things that happen. Um, no, yeah, How do you get the job yeah. of naked man tackler? I want that job. <laughs> oh, because I was trying to protect the uh, the other uh, nurses. I saw him running no, towards no, I one need of the, the application is what I'm asking for. <laughs> oh. You have to submit your resume. I've been submitting mine over and over again. Right. So far, really? I've got no callback. I got oh, one interview God. and they said, no, you're not I ready. mean, it's a sought after position, the naked man tackler. You got to get know? low. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I could practice on you guys first and then, you know, sure. I'll get that. <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I get greased up on the weekends and have people chase me around. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, we need we need need continuing education. What is this? uh, CTE credits, yo. I get all greased up and start running around the hallways. What is the what is the security like at the hospital that it takes? It's just Alicio, apparently. (laughs) No, no, no. So there's one there's one situation where the security was chasing them all over the place, and I was in Tria, and so they would announce it overhead, and I would hear, um, you know, a code green at uh, this floor and that floor and that floor, and I was thinking to myself in the tree, I was just like running all over the place and then so um wow. i ended up seeing this guy that was like a uh, pale pasty and it looked like he just killed somebody you know Yikes. and in, in a triage and so i said hey hold on and i probably <laughs> thought it was him and he charged me and i tackled him and at the hospital there's that uh, circular doorway you know yeah knocked mm-hmm. me into there all glass shattered and i tackled <laughs> him and i held him down what and as i held him down then 20 people started standing on top of us because oh. they were the ones that were chasing that person security and all the nurses all yeah the stuff. yeah um and that was the time when they um the movie kung fu panda was out uh, so my nickname was kung fu panda that year uh, that's great that's, that's awesome damn good for you though man that i'll tell you that's it. I guess you're you're in just like fight or flight mode at that time, right? You're just like whatever, whatever gets you know, whatever gets it done. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, him or me, he, um, and it ain't me. He escaped from the psych unit. Oh shit! Oh. That's yeah. a that's something you don't want to hear over the loudspeakers, huh? You're like, ah, oh, we got another one out of the loony bin, gang. Let's get him. Yeah. So what is a code green? Does it mean just an escaped patient? No, no, no. It's just a, a violent patient. Oh, Ooh. fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. even worse. That's yeah, even le- worse. Yeah. There's a level one and there's a level two. Level le- two is worse. A level two code green. Everyone's yep. like, all right, uh, tag, I'm out, you know. <laughs> I'm on my lunch. Yeah, like, I'm going to go chase the naked guy. Uh, you can get the level two code green. I had a buddy of mine that he, he used to come into the gym uh, that I was I would. I was teaching boxing classes and he would come into the gym and his name was Salami Joe is what we <laughs> called him. Right. He, one time he gave, like he would grow his own mushrooms and he gave me some one time and <laughs> right. But uh Salami Joe 
would he i guess is there a hospital in west in west philadelphia i guess maybe yeah i mean Penn's in west philadelphia i guess maybe i don't know he just said he worked at a hospital in west philadelphia he was in the er and he said he fucking loved it he loved going into work every night you got guys walking in with bullet wounds and stab wounds and he's fighting and throwing down and man and i was like whoa salami joe relax (laughs) but yeah he was like, what a did fucking... he do there? Was he security? No, he was a nurse. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I like put my fingers in the wounds and I like yeah. tickling them when they don't like it. I was like, hey, you want a little salami? I'm Salami Joe. Uh, Dude, I yeah. used to make that joke. We would have, sorry, we would have meetings about those wound vacs and shit. And I'd be like, the one time we had a meeting with like a, a bunch of higher ups, I'm just sitting in there and I was just like, yeah, every once in a while, just to mess with them. Like, you put your finger in there to see how deep it goes. And they were like, what? I was like, nah, I just get I just get right. Uh, we're all having fun here. Huh? Everyone's having yeah, it. You don't yeah, put your man. fingers in the wounds, right? It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. relaxed. It's medicine. That's uh, not the way you're supposed to measure it. Hey, yeah, it's a stage four. I can tell if it gets past your knuckle, it's a stage four. I I would not want to see what comes out of dude. A, it's a horrifying. I would have to just go through the, the book like outside the room, and every once in a while they wouldn't tell you that they have stage wounds. So you're flipping through the John, you gotta just get their demographic sheet, and all of a sudden you see a picture of someone's fucking mordor wound on the side of their leg. You're like, what the fuck is that? And if you if you see bone, man, it's, if it's on a wound back, it's not too bad because the the meat part is red and meaty looking. It's when it's not on a wound back and it's all fouled up and oh. yellow and green and it's that's when uh, and, that's when the, the fun smell. stuff happens. Yeah, on the smell is back. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to smell. You're right it. about I see that. It. Have you, Alicia? Have you seen some things that? So Justin told a story today about yep. throwing throwing up at a patient's <laughs> yep. right because of like the smell of disgust. Have you ever seen any like seen any or smelled anything that you're like, yeah, yeah, and threw up? Yeah, or that um, made you sick, like vi- visibly sick. Um. Plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like one of the things that's a little bit mild was um, when this lady was complaining of lice. Oh. And um, so we have this shampoo called permethrin. And I put, I basically just put the whole thing in her hair because she had long hair. And so we had the white towels. And then when I try, I dried her hair, the white towel became black. Um, and so that was kind of very gross. Uh, aside from the wounds and stuff, they had so many was variations. Was it the lice or did you dye her hair? It was lice. Oh. All was dead all, lice. All dead oh. lice. And then uh, the other uh, ones were just um, one of the things that, you know, when when meth gets you or PCP, <laughs> uh, not that I know because we, we see the results of it. Um, my wife uh, would tell the story that the guy would that pulled out his eye and then so the paramedics would come in, hey, I'm just looking around, <laughs> you know, kind of joking around. But yeah, the, those are some of the things that came in. <laughs> I fucking get it. He pulled the eye out. I'm just looking around. <laughs> I cannot deal with that. Yeah, so Dude, all meth those, is a crazy fucking drug. I'm telling you. And they wouldn't, um, you know, they wouldn't feel it. So um, they're just still still totally high. Ugh. But uh, yeah, all various um, wounds and um, crazy stuff that um, you think that we're making it up, but we don't. Um, so much so that um, 
we, that my wife and I would be talking about, you know, work and stuff. And I think that's what drew uh, our daughters to um, become nurses because we just had so many stories. And yeah. so now they're ma- they're uh, telling us their stories. <laughs> you know, like I have never seen this. I'm like, oh my, you know. So now they're telling us their stories, and yeah. they have their own stories to tell. And we just kind of listen and support because they're like, yeah, that's kind of old news, <laughs> you know. Our, yeah. Yeah. Been there, yeah. done that. Of course, yeah, yeah. we've all had a collapsed lung fall out <laughs> in our hands, guys. Come yeah. on, everybody's got to hear that gargle noise a throat hole makes in someone's neck. Yeah, yeah. dude. I'll tell you, that's honestly. I do feel like like there's certain things that are like a calling, right? Like teaching, I feel like teaching is a calling for some most people for good teachers, but nursing is definitely a calling. Like the willingness to help others and like, dude, I'll tell you, I people are some people, I mean, fuck them. I like could care less about helping others at times, but especially if someone's like fucking bleeding or stabbed or like stuff's falling out. I'm not I'm not doing it. I don't yeah. fucking care who you are. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm just I'm not they didn't God didn't call me up for that. You know what I'm saying? Angels. Yeah. That I what couldn't ag- like, couldn't agree there's more. There's like terrible people that come in and you still have to treat them and save their yeah. lives. Like yeah, oh, yeah definitely. Like there is assholes that just yep, there is one that, yeah. Yeah, there someone that beats their wife or something. Up. Yeah, yep, there was he was all tatted up, swastika here and there, and all that stuff. And he was, uh, you know, f this <laughs> and f that. Yeah, and, Jana uh, wants to tackle the, that guy. The, the irony was that the one the nurses that were treating him because he was really hurt was a Chinese nurse and me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, like, dude, just be nice. I'm trying to save your life. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. those kinds of situations it's like I'm going to get um, sick. I need a white nurse and a white doctor. And it's like, buddy, if you don't if you want a good doctor, you need an Indian one. All right. Pal? Like, come on. <laughs> you want the yeah, best one. Money kind of like shoving it in their face like you hate. Yeah. Me and I saved your life. Fuck oh, you. yeah. Big time. Uh, yeah, totally. And and right now, that's um, uh, that's just the worst of what we're getting right now. It's just totally amplified. It just seems like oh fuck with the Asian hate nope. shit. God yeah. damn, nobody has a filter anymore. Yeah, and then uh, they, they, they they question uh, you know, where I go to school, and I go, <laughs> I went to Southern I, California. What the hell are you talking about? I would have told him <laughs> I went to I went to F you, buddy, right there. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated head of my class at F you. Yeah. You know, yeah. something like something like a guy in jean shorts telling you how a mask doesn't do anything <laughs> when you're in an elevator with them and you're just like, what? He's like, you know, it doesn't do anything. I go, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's um, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Dr. Jean Shorts. <laughs> Dr. Shorts. I'm like your cell phone's Dr. clipped to your belt. I don't care what you're up to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I can't. So, I, I'll tell you, I had a skin infection uh, after I got into a bike accident when I ran into a truck. Justin remembers this. I and I was in the hospital. I was in I'll, the truck. Yeah, I'll tell, you, <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, no, the truck ran into me for insurance purposes. Um, but, dude, I'll tell you, like, that was like, a, I got think. I mean, I had to stay in the hospital for four days. But as far as infections go, I guess it wasn't the worst, right? Yeah. But there's got to be some infections and shit that you see that mm-hmm. are just like my like someone's arms falling off, you know, like 
What? I mean, the fuck? infections get wild as far as they go. Like, you ever get C diff, Alicia? Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, so you clean them up, you roll them to the other side, and it just keeps coming out. And you're talking about the <laughs> wait, smell, what's so you, coming out? It's basically diarrhea. Have you it's ever gotten what? it? Oh no, 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 no. I treat them all the time, and I had to change their, you know, in the C diff. It's the most diarrhea you could ever have, yo. Yeah, uh, it's called C difficile, C difficile colitis. Basically, um, if uh, your gut is overrun by um, bad bacteria, it's it it doesn't work well. So it just everything comes out. Well, just uh, an evacuation. Just a totally while. evacuation. It just keeps going, Ooh. going, going. And then what? And you would die of dehydration. Is that kind of yeah. A- uh, pretty Good much, idea. if you don't yeah, have you it, would uh, shit yourself like, to death. So many uh, people. Giardia, and uh, yeah. Giardia was pretty bad. It's not far off from that. Giardia, uh, like the airport. Giardia. Uh, yeah. uh, Alicia <laughs> knows what I'm talking about with Giardia. Giardia yeah. is um, well, you get it from drinking contaminated water. Um, so if you drink water that is not purified from a stream, and a deer or animal has <gasps> shit or other things up that stream uh and you drink that water um the organisms in there you get giardia and when i was in oregon um i was lazy and didn't iodine my water because iodine uh will kill all that and you keep it there for 24 hours and it's safe to drink out of um and i drank this water and about two weeks later i was in a sick uh unit and um I had to sleep on my stomach because if I slept on my back or side, I would wake up in a pile of shit. Um, It was was me and this other guy, Dan. We we just saw each other not long ago and we were joking about how there's only one toilet in this uh, room and, uh, but there was a trash can. And so we functioned that into another toilet. And we would just be sitting there like throwing up and pooping and, no. It was bad. Damn. Oh, I'm so glad like you TV. brought that up because I didn't want to ask how you lost all that weight, but now I know. <laughs> Dang. It's called It's on his next yeah. book. It's taking when, the country by storm. When they talk about like the caveman diet or whatever, I was like, <laughs> that's basically what it is. They didn't have clean drinking water and everyone's <laughs> not gaining weight because they're shitting their brains out all the time. Like, that's it. <laughs> Right, like Dude, let's so go. many people died from shitting themselves to death. Like all of us have people in our family tree who died from pooping. I mean, <laughs> like last year, so many people. Yeah, duh. So, I mean, so talking about uh, the other thing, the talking about the wounds, the really tough. Yeah, wounds to get that, off of uh, shit talk. Thank yeah, you, Elise. No, 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 no. Because right yeah, like enough shit talk, guys. No, because my my wife had some stories as well. Is that if you look at Let's forty get her years, on the show too, <laughs> forty years gangrene. It's basically when a necrotizing um, infection s- sloughs off your skin. And there was one that was on some you know some guy's private parts, so it was sloughing it off. And so that's a surgical emergency because you have to debride it and stuff. And so those are the type of stories that she has that um, you know we bring to the table. You know, at dinner time and we're just like oh my gosh have you ever seen like yeah past the lasagna speaking of (laughs) oh four years gangrene speaking of noodles four four years four years gangrene gangrene yep 
is and, when you got the the, the, sh- the schmutz on your schmeck, and the schmutz is making the schmeck schlock. And yes. Woof, woof, Justin. You have to go to the careful. operating room immediately. God, that just makes like the like you want to keep kids celibate. Show them that you know. Keep your schleck on schloft. Yeah, keep that schmeckle schleeved. Schle- you know, whatever. <laughs> Sheave that schmeckle. You know what I, I mean? Never like, drinking water again. <laughs> woof, woof. And then, and then, so ninety. Um, uh, t- uh, talking about that, the um, the STDs, the sexually transmitted diseases. When we had to, the nurses had to give shots and um, uh, certain uh, kind of pills and shots at the same time. Um, some of those guys hit on the um, the nurses. <laughs> and, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and, and the nurses That's are just shaking amazing. their heads. I it's just ridiculous. Told you you have AIDS. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, like yeah, genital. Well. What does what is what thinks I want to date a guy with genital warts? It's anal right. warts. You're not even gonna go back there, darling. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it, huh? You haven't you lived to yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't call me douchey Don for nothing. All right. Yeah. God damn. Have so you after, ever like 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 when you see someone who's like a dick like that, right? Who's like hitting on the nurses and all this stuff and came in, he's like, yeah, I haven't been feeling good lately. And you're like, well, uh, <laughs> stop hitting on the nurse. And also you got syphilis. So fuck yeah. up, you know, and we give them the ner- needles, this needles like this in, in the schmeckle. No, oh, we have to give them a shot in the butt. As, uh, as well as pills, so we don't I get butt we, drugs uh, all the time. I mean, I love butt drugs. <laughs> I get butt shots because I get strep throat really bad, and like they give me mm-hmm. what is it? It's not adrenaline. <laughs> what of those other things? Mm-hmm. Testosterone? No, Steroid. Communism. Yeah. Do they put it in your butt? They don't put it in your arm. No. No, you can give them butt. as a shot. Everyone knows you shoot the juice in the ass, Justin. God uh, damn. Uh, all right. Fair enough. Shout Where the hell have you shots. been? Shout out butt shots. Fan of the show. Only get arm shots. Yeah, I don't need them because so I'm already so five eleven and I'm jacked. Right? <laughs> so, it out. Yeah. So all right. So you're doing the EI stuff and like, oh my god. Well, you should. I would love to have like that. Oh, that's another great round table, Jana. A nurses round table. Uh, we know some. Yeah, nurses. bring the nurses. Oh, I would love. Our brother's a nurse, dude. That would be I, a great idea. Oh, I'm a massive dude. We are this this show are massive fans and supporters of the medical Absolutely. community entirely. Dude, right? I have so many stories. I've been in dementia ward. I've seen yep. drug addicts. I've seen children, which that's fucking depressing. It's so mm-hmm. sad inside of there. Yeah, the NICUs. The I've seen. I've been in hoarders' houses. That's a party. Yeah, I won't go. I won't do pediatric, but um, doing uh, when I was working as a liaison for a nursing home and like subacute rehab we everybody wants medicare like that's supposed you know that that's what you want for insurance wise so tip don't you know supplemental anything like that original medicare yes that's what everybody wants right and so um i got a call that there was this guy who had medicare and back then they would put for developmentally disabled mr on um the chart so uh i went in and I, i i was the guy was about 19, 20, and um, I walked in and I was like, walked into the room and there was a, a big dude with a bunch of girls around him. He was 
drinking 40s and he was smoking a blunt in the hospital um and i was like what am i like and he he was obviously did not was not developmentally disabled and he was suffering from gunshot wounds and it just turned out that he was a very very high up gangster who somehow was able to get medicare for free <laughs> and um the girls who were in there with him were his 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 bitches and yeah. uh, they were uh they were hanging out and he i was like he's smoking weed in in the room and they're like we've told him not to but he he won't stop and security's and i'm like well yeah i guess you're not gonna get him to stop and they're like so will you take him and i'm like no <laughs> like the last thing we want is like you know some retaliation like Oh, we found out he's at this nursing home or this subacute rehab. Like, now I'm good on that. Like, yeah, <laughs> I would love to if like the 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 hose he had with him, if he had one dressed up as a nurse and like another one dressed up as a cop and be like oh great the police and the nurse is here fantastic nurse you know i think that would have just been hilarious but okay so let's keep moving i did want to talk about this so you did the, I guess we'll just say Department of Corrections gimmick in California and in Pennsylvania, which right. is fucking nuts. I uh, I had a friend. Um, she told me that when she went in, she went in on like a uh, probo violation in county. And when she went to see the doctor in there, they said to her, they were like, you're the only healthy person we have seen today. <laughs> right. And so like, and like everyone's in there dope sick, shitting all over the place or whatever. Oh. Like, what was that like? Like, what is that? One, you could only see men, right? Like you couldn't see the women or would you see the women and the men? Uh, in uh, Orange County, I saw both men and women. Okay. Um, but in PA, but here was... in PA at the um, Montgomery County prison, I saw, yeah. Uh, mostly uh, sick calls, uh, males. Yeah. And then um, I tried to branch out and work, you know, because I, I thought I was hard working at Department of Corrections yeah. in California. Sure. Um, I went to agency. I did um, one day at Graterford. And I said, <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> they have too much rights around here. And they could just shank me at any time. And I said, uh, I'm not coming back. I, I, I volunteered for the 13 week assignment. And I said, oh, no, that's it. Forget it. Um, because um, it, they they were already sentenced. So they're free to go move about. Whereas county, you uh, still had to wait for your uh, judgment day. And then after that, you get sent off to the prisons. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, county, there's a lot of uh, your your uh, more eyes are on you. Whereas greater for they just said, uh, you know, he'll be there for 10 years, you know, so uh, they, you know, they have more rights than than us, you know, but they liked medical. They just didn't like the COs or the correctional officers. Um, so um, as long as you treated medical right, then whoever disses the medical then gets uh, punished. Damn. Because, yeah, because uh, uh, we take care of them. You know, they if they have sniffles or they need, you know, um, anything, yeah. we just write them a script. We were autonomous. We can write our own scripts so we don't have to bother the doctors. Uh, and as so like as we, on the inside, there was like a thing of like, yo, don't fuck with the doctors. Like yeah, the, the right. inmates, like if you fucked with the doctors then the inmates did their own type of prison justice. Right. Correct. Correct. I mean, smart. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. You're literally the only ones that are like looking out. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, one day at Graterford. Uh, I did, um, I was doing three jobs and one of them at the same time was two ERs and uh, Montgomery County uh, prison. I didn't wow. get to do the Chester County um, because I just had too many jobs at the same time. So, um, yeah. yeah. And what you would do like moonlight weekends and at the prison or something? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at Bryn Mawr, I was weekend. So um, weekends, you had three out of four. So that's six shifts uh, a month. Yeah. And then I would go work agency and that agency sent me everywhere. Uh, uh-huh. You know, to Brandywine or Pottstown or um, and then um, I worked so much there that they thought I was staff. Um, mm-hmm. But now Brandywine's closed, Jennifer's, Jennersville's closed. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, so um, I, I wanted to do that because um, I wanted, since we relocated um, from Southern California, I didn't know the area. So I wanted, you know. Uh, the ER saw everything. So that was like the barometer or reference of how bad the area was. I would yeah, see, probably. you know, all the shootings. Oh, or, that uh, makes sense. Shootings, I, stabbings, yep, beatings. Yeah. Yep. And then so um, my wife did two stents of travel nursing. That's how we, when we relocated, she took a travel assignment at Thomas Jefferson. And, um, you know, when because of the travel assignment, uh, they paid for our mortgages. Um, Whoa, really? How, yeah. So mm. the, we did travel nursing. I did local travel uh, agency. And then, um, yeah, there's so many different ways, so many different hours that you can work in the emergency department that um, we took full advantage of it. Hell yeah. yeah I mean, so and cool. I'll tell you, yeah, one, good for you of like uh, taking advantage of, you know, I wouldn't say working the system, but like doing, you know, doing good things in the system and, and maximizing your potential in the system. But two, damn, dude, that is like, that's a lot on your plate, though. Like you're seeing a lot of shit. Like, did you ever, I, and you know, if it's too much to talk about, did you ever have anything like, like kept you up at night or, you know, like moments that just kind of broke you a little bit? Like, did those, did those times happen? Because Say like, say you're in the middle, you, you got a 12 hour shift, say you're six hours in, say something comes in that fucking rocks you to your core. You don't fucking leave. You go to the yeah. next patient. Like right. how the fuck can th- you do that? You know, yeah, like, you just, and that shit happens, right? That's like thir- that's 30 years. You just uh, compartmentalize. You go, um, you go, then you walk to the next patient and the next patient, and the next patient. You just like the ones- clear the mechanism. Let's go. Yep. Like, wow. We go from trauma to somebody uh, complaining and sniffles, and you just uh, you you learn about humanity. You're like, shut the hell up, <laughs> you yeah. know, like move on. You know, you yeah. just, did you just know what I just went through? Yeah. Um, and and you're like, I just saw someone schmeckle schlaf off, and you're complaining <laughs> right. about a runny fucking nose. Go that's, to hell. All right. That's you right. Know? And and then um, uh, I tell. The uh, nurses, the nurses who are, are ER nurses know exactly, you know, uh, if you have mangina or um, or somebody that wants. I was just going to say have... Justin has one of those. God damn it, Jenna. I got your back. Uh, uh, and and uh, also when they're sick, uh, you uh, kind of get a point of reference if they're going to be um, a lot of work in yeah. your relationship before you marry them. That's how you, uh, you, you know, you, you figure out, you have to see them when they're sick, when you travel, 
and, yeah. and you know, that, that kind of stuff. But the ones who um, sometimes when you compartmentalize them, it doesn't hit you until down the road, like years later, uh, when something just kind of reminds you of the, the other time. Um, uh, you didn't know that, you know, uh, if you've seen some of the movies, they crack the chest open and they have these little circular paddles that you put on the adult heart. So you shock yeah. them uh, directly. Well, did you know that they make some for the babies too? Oh. And so you crack their chest, and that's when the first time I've seen them, uh, I was able to see them do the um, direct cardio version for um, because that was when the drug deal gone wrong, and they shot everybody, including the kids. And so, uh, can you just imagine that uh, this nurse was doing compressions in two? kids at the same time he was bawling because he had kids as well and so when you see that there you just um you know immediately um yeah it just (laughs) yeah puts you in your place i would like i would have delivered a chop children's hospital of of philadelphia and i i was much younger i'd be like hungover and didn't want to do my fucking job and then i like walk into like a a five-year-old's room and needs a wheelchair and i'd be like i'm a fucking monster yeah yeah that's and and, and, tough. and it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be that uh, uh, gory let's say uh, the the stuff because the the ER you just run 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 all the time uh, the one that uh, it really got me at one time was this like forty eight year old dude that just came in when he had um, a chest pain and so uh, as soon as they come come in. Uh, I start putting the leads on to do the EKG and the EKG shows uh, what's known as a tombstone sign, which is a ST elevation, which means that you're having a heart attack. So he's anxious. Is he that said, the just... thing that it's like, beep, beep. No, it just, it, oh. it just goes kind of looks, it looks like a tombstone sign. Okay. Because there's a delay in uh, conduction. Okay. So um, he, he's very anxious. He says, you know, uh, I did call my wife. I said, do you, so you, you, you try to calm him down. You talk to that to him and say, "Okay, tell me, you know, you have your wife, you have your kids, you have a 13 year old and a 14 year old." Meantime, you know that you need to do this within 15 minutes. Uh, start the IV, get bloods and all the stuff because he needs to go to the cath lab to get the the stent put in or whatever that they have to do. Um, and th- he doesn't know that he needs this. You do though, and, and you're like clocks ticking. Yeah. But at the clock's same ticking. time, you don't want to show him. That right. like you're fucking Russian because you don't so want to because t- you don't want to worry him even more and cause more. What the Correct. fuck? So I talk about things that he knows so he f- can focus on that. So he's talking about his teenagers, the 13 year old, their names, the wife. Tell me about it. You know, oh. what's your wife's name? That uh, at the same time that you're doing the EKG, you don't bloods and all the stuff all at the same time. Everybody's just jumping in x-rays and all the stuff so um i said okay I'll, i'm gonna call her right you know after this you know after i do all this stuff so cardiologist comes in they take him they whisk him to the cath lab and as you're you know as you're doing the next patient you hear code blue cardiac cath lab one code blue cardiac cath lab one well he went to cardiac cath lab one and then um i got so busy i didn't get to call the wife and the daughters to tell yeah. them about what happened. So because uh, you get so busy, I don't know what yeah. happened to that patient. And so you focus on the fact that whatever happened to that, you know, yeah. or did he, ah. did, he live? did he die because he had a code blue? Oh. Uh, and then you then um, you um, yeah, you just second guess because 
you just need to move on to the next patient. And the other thing too, recently, you know, um, hold, hold on, hold on. Can we yeah. just unpack? <laughs> can we just unpack that a little bit, Alicia? Holy fucking shit! So you, this guy comes in immediately. You know, like this is a hot fucking topic. Like we got to get cooking. You, but you can't show that because he has to remain calm. Because if his heart level goes up, he's in even worse shit. Right? Oh yeah. So you know this is right away. So you're like, boom, like, let's get everything cooking. Let's get him moving on because he has to go get a stint put in his heart, right? So, you, and you know all this, but you're trying to keep him talking. And he's just like, hey, can you call my wife? Let her know, like, what's going on kind of thing, right? And so then you you finish what you have to do and you kept him good where you were at. You then send him off to cardio and then you have to move on to the next patient, right? Which another person that just needs your help Right. And while you're working with the next patient, you hear the fuck code blue. What what does code blue mean? Uh, uh, cardiac arrest, which means somebody's heart stopped. So they need to like clear. Yep. Fuck. So you hear that and you hear the, the room. And so, you know, like, all right, well, that was the fucking guy I was just with. And like, you're too busy because there's other patients. And like you met, like you think of like, fuck, I didn't get the phone call. I wonder what. So that's in the back of your mind. Like, it's not like. Like, because like, you did your what you were supposed to do with him. So he's going off to this other thing. So it's not like you're staying with him the whole time. Right. So you kind of pass him off. So in the back of your mind, I'm like, fuck, I hope he's OK. I never called yeah. like and while but like you're thinking like this guy's life is in the balance. His parent, his wife doesn't know kind of thing. And but while you're doing that, you also have to focus on the patient that you're with now saying like, all right, well, this person needs a stitch here and needs this and this, whatever. Right. That's unfucking real to like, yeah, and that's in and, the and, back and, of your mind while you're processing the new stuff. That is unfucking real, man. God, and, and then the, the, to, to top it off is that um, when you hear anesthesia stat to the same room, he's, he's basically fucked. Um, so something else is Does going anesthesia on. mean like we need to put him under, we yeah. need to operate him on immediately. Yep. Yep. Wow. So, um, wow. So Damn. you second guess that years later, like what if, what really happened? Did I, you know, did I save them? And because we're our own, um, you know, our critics. own little world. Yeah. You know, cause and, and we just keep moving. We just yeah. keep moving for 12 yeah. hours. And then yeah. the other thing too is, um, you know, when you're the only trauma center in Chester County and you've got teenagers around, uh, we hear the call that comes in, uh, teenagers hit, um, a seven, you know, 20 something year old girl that, uh, was involved in, uh, T-bone, which means that it went like a drunk bus. driver. Okay. Well, yeah, they, yeah. they ran into the bus and so oh, they God. submarined. And so they were coming in. And of course, the first thing that you do is, uh, you call your kids, where the hell are you? Where, are you anywhere near so-and-so? And they're like, no, like what, what, what? Okay. never mind. This just, you know, just stay away from that. Oh my God. She comes in, she looks like your daughter, um, you know, and so you, you see all this trauma that comes in. And so you, you, um, then the parents come in there, you know, they have to pronounce them. So um, have you ever had to tell parents like, oh yeah. So, so um, moving on to what I'm doing after 20 years uh, in the ER, I switched to um, uh, ER case management. So now I don't, I don't touch the patients, but then I still deal with all of this stuff. So I'm yeah. kind of like a hybrid social worker nurse yeah. that deals with insurance and 
uh, coordinating all the services from yeah. the ER and beyond. So that's what that's what Bonnie had said. She said that in when it comes to the case management, sometimes you're fighting so hard for the patient, you know, right. like you become their biggest yeah. advocate because insurance doesn't want to fucking pay. Nope. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they do not want to fucking pay. So it's up to you to prove and show that they need to pay for everything. And they're trying to miss stuff and miss steps. So it's really like on you and you knowing your shit, that's going to help the patient out the most. Cause otherwise they could lose treatment. They could lose all this stuff and have to pay crazy amounts of money. So that's honestly like, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's all so important and so many different levels. So for, right. could you give us like right now with the case management, what's a day in the life like for you right now? So, um, uh, what I do initially, and I, and I just changed, <clears throat> but five days a week, I would um, cover a floor and also the uh, emergency department. And they would call me to, um, you know, deal with insurance and, and basically coordinate care beyond the hospital and make sure that there's a safe discharge. They would come into the emergency department. I get all their information and all the support systems. And I know exactly what they need beyond the hospital when they're, you know, uh, three after three to five days, you know, the job. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. The, I know, you know, I've uh, been at bedside for 20 plus years, you know, you know, the job and um, I know exactly what what's going to happen. So um, I, I see a lot of, let's say, Medicare patients. And so um, I got uh, a license. I got my insurance license to do that because I wanted to make sure I got the right information. So I got licensed in that. I got board certified in case management. Uh, wow. And I'm seeing a lot of insurance situations right now, especially with Medicare that's coming up, is um, that some of the Medicare Advantage don't want to pay. So, for example, the recent example, two examples is one was a, a guy who had his uh, below the knee amputation. He was in his 70s and um, the insurance denied him for um, acute inpatient rehab. And they also denied him uh, to go to a skilled rehab. They basically said you can go home to your you know, medically fragile sister who you room with, but you have to go up the, um, you know, a flight of steps before you go to your front door. Uh, so that's one way they try to save money. And so what I did was I told the daughter how to um, make a file a grievance as well as an appeal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, finally they, they capitulated, but it took them three days yeah, to yeah. make that simple decision, which you should have done you know, three or four days ago. And then just yeah. recently, another one where, uh, you know, the ones who basically are the Medicare Advantage ones, mm -hmm. they um, they deny, deny, deny. We have the, because now you're just falling, you know, the, your elderly uh, parent is in their late 80s and they're using the walker, but they just fall. They've yeah, done, yeah. they've gone through all the specialists, the uh, neurologists, the cardiologists, all the things that make your legs weak and fall, uh, yeah, and they yeah. can't find anything. So if they're in assisted living, uh, they won't take them back. So basically they're thrown back at you to oh the children gosh. to uh, find housing. And yeah. to top it off, if you have the Medicare Advantage, then um, they deny you to go to the rehab. Then uh, they want to speak to doctor to doctor. And even when the doctor to doctor talk doctor to doctor, they still deny them. And so the next step is then I tell the, um, I coach the kids how to file a grievance and appeal. Um, and it, it just adds on days to the hospital hospitalization. So um, that's what I'm seeing right now. And that's you know. really- 
what I'm uh, I'm advocating. And so, and after all that, then because there's not that many skilled case managers, I also volunteer to um, be on call for the four uh, emergency departments uh, during the weekends. God, um, oh, you're a fucking angel, dude. You are a fucking angel, man. Like you really are. You, you are just like, it is a calling that you are just meant to help people, bro. Like you're a great dude, man. God bless you, man. Oh, uh, yeah, no. but it, uh, no, but, uh, if we didn't do that, if they didn't flow with the case managers, then, you know, during the pandemic, uh, the hospitals would just stack up uh, patients in the emergency department. And so that's why I volunteered for the past two years to, uh, because nobody likes the ER. I love the ER. And so they just tapped me and and, um, uh, I knew all the doctors because I work with them, I build rapport. And so when we came to a sticking point, um, I just said, come on, you know, and they're like, okay. And then so, hey, Alicia, solve this. I solved it. Yeah. Because I, you know, they just said, uh, make sure this guy's taken care of and it's taken care of, you know, because the I know insurance lo- the insurance loses their humanity, you know, oh, what yeah, I mean? totally. and that, and it's a tough, like, yeah, the, and, and it, honestly, it is, it is what it is, right? Like, we all know what the insurance racket is, they're not, they, they'll pay, you know they're not trying to pay more and they don't care if someone's sick or not, or if this will save someone or this won't like the humanity's thrown out the window when it comes to insurance. And for you, you're really the one, like the, like, like the real saving lives is getting people the treatment that they need. You know what I mean? Like having the ability to work the system and get insurance to pay for that. Like that is a big part of the saving lives that you do, you know, and it's an incredible, incredible thing, man. And you should be very proud of what you do and you do, like with the service you provide makes the world a better place and the world will be better with more people like you. I firmly believe that you'd be oh, very, very you. proud of yourself. No, of course. So I will say this, man, this has been a hell of a fucking show and we're coming to the top of time though. And I know that me and Jan and Justin were usually on the same page with this, but Alicia, we would love to have you back on the show. If you'd yeah, be willing to come stories. back. Up. Oh my God. This was incredible. <laughs> really, really like, it's crazy to think like we would get into the question segments and we would just run off and you know what I mean? Like we'd go off on something, you know, it's just, it was so, so interesting. And it's fa- like the whole thing you do is fascinating, man. So if you'd be willing, we would love to have you back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to uh, also just shout out to um, the, the new young nurses, just kind of like our daughters that are coming yeah. on because this is really tough. Yeah. Uh, they were really thrown into the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And um, baptism you know, under if fire. You, yeah, if you look me up on LinkedIn, uh, I try to give props to uh, my daughter and um, her best friend, and just anybody who's uh, gone through, uh, you know, during the past two years. Because um, you know, that's the first time I've seen uh, my my wife is tough, you know, yeah. and uh, she loves the level one trauma. She's all you know action and stuff. But this is the first time that uh, she would come home and, uh, you know, just cry because she just didn't know uh, if she was going to get it and give it to her, her mother yeah, uh, or just yeah. anybody. And yeah. uh, eventually got it, you know, but uh, we've seen some of our friends that, um, you know, died within three weeks. They were healthy and um, you just have to move on. Yeah. Uh, and then the, you know, the propaganda, the, the whatever, uh, the, the cool thing that um, uh, we were able to witness is that we were able to kind of see what the news was showing, 
but we're actually looking at the yeah. patients yeah. and treating them. You got and then the real for life. Me, yeah. And then for me to try to find them resources beyond the hospital uh, was very tough. So yeah. just, you know, you really had to know your your game at that time because um, uh, people need it. And so, uh, you know, May 2023 will be 30 years in nursing. Yeah, and um, and what I am seeing is that uh, by 2030, there's going to be 78 million baby boomers that are going to be dying. If there you know, 10,000 baby boomers that are coming in to turning 65 uh, during every day, uh, just imagine the same dying every day. Yeah. And so that's what uh, is coming up. So just, you know, for your viewers and stuff, um, uh, you know, give me a call. I'll give you the my uh, phone number to just text or call and see if they need any help. Uh, they can call me at 610-646-1946. So that's 610-646-1946. Just hit me up. Uh, I'll give them a blurb as to what they need to do if they need help with, you know, their two sets of parents. And if you, uh, you know, or if you are in a blended family, you're going to have to deal with, uh, you know, your grandmas and grandpas. And so uh, they just need somebody who's experienced to be able to guide them through. And mm -hmm. since uh, I know insurance and I know the medical stuff, uh, you're really. Um, you're the best. You're the best. I'll, you know, I'll help out. Yeah. And, and the, your LinkedIn and your phone number and all your contact informa information will be in the description of this episode. So if anyone does want to reach out to you, just check out the description. We'll have all the contact info for Alicio. And honestly, dude, not just a shout out to the young nurses, to all the nurses and everything you guys do. You're doing the Lord's work. You know what I mean? And you guys make the world better and you make people better and you, and you, you know, you're, you're, you know, what's part of heal, healing the world. So you guys do a great, great thing. And I don't think, you know, I mean, I know you guys have gotten, you're doing proper lately with the front lines and all that stuff, but you guys have been kicking ass for a long, long time and you should Whatever. have been getting your, you should be getting your doing proper's way before then, but no. So yeah, we'll have all that contact stuff in the description of this episode. Definitely reach out to Alicio. He's got some great, I mean, 30 years of knowledge in the, in the nursing field, man, you can't, you can't get that anywhere. You know, like that's, you got, if you, you know, you won't see that anywhere else. And and the fact that you're willing to share that, that's a great thing, but we are coming to the top of time. So before we get out of here, Oliver, is there anything you want to say to your adoring fan base before we take off? Listen, I love you all. Thank you for having me back. Um, Alicia, it was back. great to have uh, this conversation with you, man. Um, I just want to say personally, Alicio helped me when I first got into the liaison business or back into it, helped to introduce me to a lot of people and was truly a friend to me. So I was glad to see him and hear his stories tonight. So thanks yeah. for having me on. Awesome. No, of course, of course. Jana Banana, anything you want to say to the Banana Nation before we get out of here? Uh, thank you, Alicio. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you guys tonight. Very nice. Love it. You're welcome. Jalen Doob, anything you want to say before you get out of here? It's fantastic. People helping people. That's what it's all about. Amen. A fucking man. Alicio, anything you want to say to your legions and legions of Alicio fanatics before we get out of here? <laughs> uh, just continue to be kind. Um, uh, nurses uh, spend the most time with you, and we're not complaining. We are the barometer for um, basically caregiving for humanity um yeah. there is just so much volume that we're dealing with that if we hand off your parents to you if we're having a hard time it's going to be 10x uh, a hard time for you to take care of them at home yeah. so um 
make friends with nurses. Hell yeah. Nurses. Yeah. Dude, nurses are great. Like the lady I brought up a couple of times, Bonnie McCormick, like when, you know, I'm a new parent, me and my wife were new parents and my daughter was sick and I called her and she was like ultra, ultra helpful and kind of talks you off a ledge, gives you great advice, tells you what to do and how to handle different things. And it's like, you know, that's wisdom you can't find anywhere else. And it's just there. And the crazy thing is, it's like, I mean, every nurse I ever met, they're 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 just they help they're helping people is what they live for and that's you know there's no really there's probably there's i mean i don't know if there's any higher calling you know what i mean than to be the one that helps people so you guys are the true true you know you you are what heals the world and that's the truth but speaking of healing the world this has been another episode of the working perspectives podcast i'm matt lavelle Accompanied today by Jalen Dub, Justin Richardson, the Heartstopper, Jana Hilo, the Madman, Oliver Siren, and our guest today is the one and the stinking only Elicio Tahan Lungit. In case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can us on Instagram, Working Perspectives Podcast, and you can join us on the Twitter and the TikTok at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives@gmail.com, and please like and subscribe so we can bring you the sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening. Stick around for the ad read. Thanks. See ya. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, T is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott and Bell Publishing, where the authors go.